0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Soburn is away. Today, we are joined by Sonoma State political scientist, Dr. David McEwen.
0: And as we reflect on the year in politics that was 2021, there were many elements that surprised us, others less so. Challenges related to the pandemic, the expectations of moving past one surge after another, and appearances of divisions within each party all filled the year in politics with many ups and downs. Both parties have had their trials before voters who are just simply exhausted by all of it. Professor McEwen, what do we make of the past year in politics and, and what do you think is ahead coming for next year?
2: Well good afternoon, Patty and Chris. And as we think about the year in review and what comes next, obviously the midterm elections looming large for next November. But before that, you have primary elections, you have new districts, you have potential ballot measures on the ballot, all of this framed by a governor who has reinvented himself, reinvigorated himself after the recall. He has a budget proposal coming out in early January. All of that sets the table for Democrats. But nationally, that brown brand suffers. And as a result, there is the potential for Republican pickups, particularly in the House next year. So today's guest can place some of all of that in perspective for us and think about what comes next as we head to those midterm elections next year.
1: We're going to bring that guest on right now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and say hello to Steve Maviglio, political consultant and strategist and former press secretary for Governor Gray Davis. Thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon. I'm interested in what you think the challenges are ahead for both parties headed into next year.
3: Well, there's a lot of expectations right now for the Republicans. At this point in time, it looks like they are poised to regain the House, possibly the Senate, and that will certainly turn the tables on President Biden's agenda, which he's struggling to get through with his 50-50 split in the Senate and razor thin majority in the House. So nationally, that'll be the big news.
2: Steve, thank you for joining us. How did three prominent Californians, the Vice President, the Speaker of the House, and California's own Governor, how do they figure into the picture next
3: year? <laughs> and don't forget Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Yeah, uh, they are all prominent and will have major roles. Certainly, Kamala Harris has been under fire for not uh, being as prominent as many thought she would as vice president and having some staff turnover issues. Uh, We have Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader who is itching to be Speaker in a most desperate way. And Nancy Pelosi might be her final term, hanging in there to see if she can hold the Democratic majority. So they're all going to be major players. Uh, California is very lucky to have those three in the mix.
0: And as we head toward the midterms, there's also a gubernatorial election. What could trip up Governor Newsom as he seeks re-election?
3: You know, uh, the governor and also Senator Padilla running his first re-election, those will be at the top of the ticket. And right now it looks like a cakewalk for both of them. No major candidate has emerged to challenge either. But as we saw with Governor Newsom during the recall, things happen. Uh, Certainly the economy is not fully recovered. COVID continues to have an impact. And uh, the problem is the Republicans don't have anybody to mount a challenge and to give either of those gentlemen a run for their money. What would
1: change that from the Republican perspective? I mean, what is it going to take for them in this state?
3: You know, it's a real struggle for them to attract the Democratic and independent votes they need. They need to shy away from being aligned with Donald Trump. Uh, And that is very difficult for them in this era. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. Kevin Faulkner, the mayor of San Diego, was. Uh, poised to do that, but then he embraced Trump in some ways, and that really hurt him and his appeal to independents and possibly Republicans. He had done a lot on homelessness and a lot of other issues, but he could not get by that picture of him standing behind Trump in the Oval Office. I mean, if I were them, I'd learn from history and nominate somebody not only with the Finances to challenge both those candidates because that's essential. But also, someone with a more moderate streak than it can didn't snare some of those Democratic and independent votes. The numbers are just so overwhelming that Democrats outnumber Republicans two to one, and Republicans are actually the third party behind people that haven't chosen neither party. So they need to attract votes from those other two camps to win, and they just don't seem to have the energy to do that because they're so aligned with Donald Trump.
2: If we turn our attention to the politics of initiatives, you've worked on several ballot measures. How are those campaigns different from candidate campaigns?
3: <laughs> well, first of all, there's there's no personality at the top, and that makes an enormous difference because uh, they're actually, you're talking about an issue most times. And those campaigns tend to be very, very expensive. We have, I think, three if not four uh, measures on sports betting alone that will be on the ballot. Uh, There's all kinds of stuff that's now in the qualification phase. There could be, you know, when you look at the numbers now, there could be 20-plus things on the ballot, which really will hurt all of them because as you go down the ballot, you you tend to vote no because you get more dazed and confused and <laughs> by everything that's on that ballot. Uh, we might see crazy things like kidney dialysis back on the ballot. So, you know, those are a very expensive issue-oriented campaign. They're driven largely by the party and their endorsement of those measures and by money. Uh, we have seen crazy amounts of money spent like on the uber one last time and uh, i think we'll see that again particularly on the sports betting things where there seems to be unlimited amounts of money that the parties involved will draw on.
0: we have new districts and we have a lot of presiding members of congress who have announced they're stepping down where do you see the biggest battles taking place in the congressional races in california
3: Well, today was the day that the independent commission submitted their maps, and we're seeing a lot of uh, musical chairs, people moving to other districts, people retiring, uh, people running against each other that never expected to run against each other. So I think we're going to see that for the next week or so, watch for different campaign announcements about who's moving where and so forth. Uh, Orange County is going to be the epicenter, as it always has been. Uh, In the last decade or so for the the Republican-Democratic battles, there are three or four seats there in Southern California where we have incumbents going up against each other and also very narrow party registration advantages, some for the Dems, some for the Republicans. So that's where the action will be. I'd hate to have a television on during October of next year in Orange County.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest, Steve Maviglio, political consultant and strategist, former press secretary to Governor Gray Davis. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts.